This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> you can touch it if you want. Ladies, if you want to meet a man, check your storage closet. Come on, Kendall, take off your shirt and go camera shopping at Best Buy. Good shirtless, not bad shirtless. Yeah. Well, it was gratuitous. Yeah, it was. I like a good grizzled man sometimes. A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. Well, I've been with British people all day in Santa Monica because... <laughs> Because today was the big day. Today was last. Yeah, today was the big day. Coronation. Coronation. Day. Yeah. Recording this so, on uh, Saturday, May 6, twenty three. So my husband, who is British, uh, we got home last night, and he like passed out, but then woke up at two in the morning, and kept his ass up watching the coronation. So he was watching the coronation, still probably slightly drunk on tequila from Cinco de Mayo. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yes, it was a multicultural. Wow. <laughs> holidays are running into each other. Right. You got the, the Star Wars holiday, the May the 4th, goes to the Cinco de Mayo, that goes to the coronation. You know, you, it's also you, 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 uh, you, you, Kentucky you, Derby Day. Right. Kentucky Derby Day? Yeah. What's so, tomorrow? That's got to be something. Oh, that, oh, is that tomorrow? Kentucky Derby? No, it was today. It was today, ah. I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was a, That's a big day. It was an action-packed day. Sure was. Uh, and, and so um, there, I, I didn't know if you guys were aware of this, but there was a whole large British community in Santa Monica. I knew that, yeah. So we went to an English pub uh, in Santa Monica because they were celebrating the coronation, so we had high tea which is actually very good i saw your pictures of high or of john's high tea and that didn't look like tea yeah but i saw a picture of Les, like giving a look at this dessert like you know you always say like i like sweets Les was digmatized by a cake well okay so, impossible so i didn't know if you saw this or not but what it actually is it's and it's a traditional thing because when we go to the UK, they do the same thing. It's literally like a tower. So on yeah. the bottom are like the sandwiches and the quiches, mm -hmm. and as it works its way up, the top of the tower is like the dessert. Oh, you were okay. looking at the top. So yeah. So, but it was good. It was good. It was like a lemon cake. That looked lemon cake good. Yeah. And scones. And clotted cream. I've kind of acclimatized myself to the British food since I'm there so often. Yeah. What's your favorite British food? Oh, God, uh, uh, a shepherd's pie. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love shepherd's pie. One time I was and hanging there's... out with a bunch of uh, British people, and I said, uh, so are you guys still, you know, pissed off about the whole uh, uh, Revolutionary War thing? Mm -hmm. They didn't really say anything. They, they've probably never heard that joke before, Kurt. Wow, well, I right. never heard it before. But ironically, I was probably because I'm a I'm more of like an immigrant generation. I was probably my people were probably like the English the English people. And, and yeah, 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 
right? Now, actually, to be quite truthful, and I've told this to my husband, and one of the reasons why I didn't wake up and watch it is I was a huge Diana fan. Like, I loved her. Mm-hmm. So, I'm back. Out of protest. I'm a little salty. <laughs> oh, okay. But I felt that Camilla has, like, she, she has a pretty good reputation now. Is that is that true? Uh, no. I'll keep it to myself. I'm I'm of of the belief that uh, you know we we left that country <laughs> to uh to uh, come and start a new country. So why are we still uh, deitizing these people that uh, aren't our rulers? Well, that's true. They're not really their rulers either. No, they're not ruling anything. They're just yeah. They're basically kind of there. like figureheads at this point. Yeah. Um, but you know, so, so I think you know, if it makes people happy, I don't know who's paying for all that stuff, but it's not, I don't think it's country. me. <laughs> yeah. They're paying for all that. Well, their taxes it like, makes people happy. Yeah. We, we need a nice thing. Oh, my I saw a little bit happy. of it. Yeah. It, it's at this point, uh, anything that brings joy, I'm for it. But Prince Harry had to sit. Now, I guess by non-royal standards, he had a good seat. But well, here's the deal with that. So basically, he sat back with his cousins because um, I guess like Fergie has two Fergie. daughters who are around his age, and they all get along really well. So he sat back with them. But in the big scheme of things, it wasn't even really that far back. It, like it, it feels it feels like the coronation's version of the singles table at a wedding, right? Oh, okay, yeah. And I think he literally showed up, went to it, and he like left and flew he did, out. yeah, yeah. He had to fly a commercial flight, I read, to yeah. get there. Now, how does that yeah, work? But does he have to go through security like everybody else? He has to like wait in line with everybody. I'm sure he didn't fly economy. Yeah, he's and he's probably got like global pre-check or whatever they call that. Yeah. No, no. He's he was on a commercial flight, so he was. Yeah. The, no, no. I know, but but they, there's the, like the the global entry, and there's the TSA pre-check, which you know you're going through security, but it's much faster. It's a nicer it, it, version of yeah. the experience it, because it's it, because you know when you go normally go to the UK, you know in the in the passport office, it's like you know why are you here? Da 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 da. da. Who are you? So I'm sure he didn't have to explain who he was and why he was there. I guess. I don't know. There was <laughs> stuff like that's happened, but he sits in first class and everybody's got, everybody has to walk through, you know, first class gets seated first. Everybody walks through and they see, see a, yeah. a Harry sitting there. Prince Harry. I mean, I that's just like when any, any other, like, you know, person note is on a flight, you see him right there. Right. I never My boss him. was on a flight with uh, Pete Buttigieg this week. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, note. I think Harry's hot anyway. Yeah, I like Harry. Have you ever seen <laughs> uh, someone of note on a flight less? Uh, no, no, no one like you know ultra ultra famous. I've seen like actor like character actors and stuff. I saw but some, no one who I was like, oh, oh my god! I saw like Scott Wolf on one. Once, like years ago, back when, like he was still on Party at Five, so I was like, "Oh my god, I saw it!" Right there, Scott Wolf. Scott Wolf. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Have yes you, and you, no. Kurt, you said you haven't? No, I, I haven't seen anybody. I don't think. No, I don't fly I only, too often, though. I only see, like, drunk people on planes <laughs> getting, you know, yelling or fighting or, you know. So, but you know what? I did see royalty last night, though, because I, I saw the... The wrong Prince Charming. <laughs> oh, night. we should have had him on the podcast to talk about the coronation. I know, right? Because oh. <laughs> he's, he's royalty. Well, that's, Jason, I mean, we that, do need to get a picture. He's our that. version of royalty. That's true. The other, like last week we were out and, and I ran into Jason. Jason's like, we should get a picture with him. And we end up not, we, need, we should really get a picture with yeah, him. Yeah, we should, we should. Oh, by the way, I forgot to declare this when we started the podcast today. I, I've had a very long day at work. I just got home, and uh, my roommate ordered some Indian food, so I ordered some as well. So they're going to interrupt at some point and bring me Indian food in the middle of the podcast, and I apologize, oh, but hey, I'm starting. that's fine. It's <laughs> truly fine. a celebration. I, I'm actually watching Indian stuff on his face. Oh, I'm moisturizing. You're moisturizing? moisturizing. We're really multitasking today. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm going out later. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, Indian food. I was watching, I watched Indian matchmaking today or this week. It was very good on Netflix. Indian, Indian matchmaking? Mm-hmm. It's about this matchmaker named Seema who, who matches Indian couples in the U.S. And so when that finishes, there's another show on Netflix called Jewish Matchmaking. So then I'm going to watch that. The 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 Indian one is that on Zeus TV? No, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. And mm. it's season like it's and you know how Netflix shows don't make it that that long. This is actually on season three. So wow. for Netflix, okay. that's like Mash or something. Okay. <laughs> Mash. <laughs> Man, I was reading up on Jamie Farr today too. How is Jamie Farr? Isn't it bizarre how we have these weird. Uh, Segways. He is doing like an autograph uh, convention, uh-huh. and somebody posted a picture of him in the movie Blackboard Jungle. I was like, he was in that, and he was. Really? He was it was like nineteen fifty five. It was like the very first thing he did. And there's Jamie Farr. He's like one of the students in Blackboard Jungle. Wow, with Vic Morrow and Sidney Poitier, I think. Sidney Poitier. Oh, so he's like yeah. the last surviving yeah. person. You know, my father. My friend, all our young listeners out there, all, all you Vic Morrow fans, uh, my I'm friend, sure you're enjoying that bit. My friend, I get every time I would like start to talk because of the delay, <laughs> one of you would start to talk and it was okay. I'll be quiet. I didn't know there's a delay. No, I'm okay. not telling you to be quiet. I'm just saying we the, the delay sometimes trips us up when we're, we're trying to talk. I can't see you. We, we can't see you. Oh, that is it's true. Like, you don't have the Yeah, visual. we can't see you. It's like Charlie's Angels. So I can't see you. Cameras off. <sighs> I will say that's like, like Charlie's waiting. Angels. This was a very, I was delighted because the movie we watched was a very um, heterosexual movie, finally. Badly clad uh, women. Ba- finally baby yeah. voices a lot of baby voices oh so many baby voices in this movie you, you know who doesn't have a baby it. voice less i had to watch so many movies with guys taking a shirt off for no reason it's never for no reason no so it's, finally it's got never to see for a no movie. reason it moves the plot yeah along. with these women who were very attractive little little on the 
trashy side. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. They were they had him in these uh had him in these like hot oh believe me, I'm not complaining. They had him in these hot outfits. I was like, man, this is gonna be the most heterosexual show we've had since our own Jason Bowers admitted to making out with a woman during Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> we were we were in high school. <laughs> Still, that was a, a radically heterosexual story. And now we've it's a, probably our second heterosexual episode. I gotta tell you, I actually well, because I, I, I told you guys, you know, my commentary was that these the, the actors in this movie went to the Park Ranger School of Dramatic Arts. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. That's not possible. Well, this trail's been closed for eight years. It's extremely dangerous. But considering that, I actually ended up liking this movie. I didn't hate it. Like, it for wasn't, me. like, you know, it wasn't the best movie we watched, but it didn't suck either. No, no. Like, I, I wasn't I wasn't angry at you for making us watch this. Unlike like the last Lifetime one we did. Uh, right. And I once again apologize for that. You know. But, but yeah, so this was, like, entertaining. Yeah, definitely. You know. But, but I guess before we get into it, do you have any artists formerly known as Black China News? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Now, this article is actually from a month ago, but this we haven't really covered this yet. It's from BuzzFeed. Uh, this is where Black China explained what happened after she got her butt augmentation reversed. Oh, um, good one. Angela Black China White is in the middle of a self-transformation, and it's been completely life-changing for her. Over the course of the past few months, Angela has gotten many of her plastic surgery procedures reversed and recently got a demonic tattoo removed. I've had a lot of procedures done. This is my fifth boob job. I've had liposuction three times. I've had fillers. I've had butt augmentation, Angela recently told Access Hollywood. And as she's gotten back to her roots, Angela says she's realized just how dangerous some of those procedures were. Back when she was just 18, she received illegal silicone injections in her butt. And the surgery wasn't even performed by a real doctor. This is a regular person that's doing it. They're getting whatever it is, substance that they're doing and giving it to you, Angela explained. She continued, they're not going to tell you, hey, you could possibly die. Looking back, the consequences of her butt augmentation could have been much more serious, although she did struggle with concerning health issues for years. My rear end would get super inflamed. And it, was, <laughs> and it, would, get, <laughs> and it would get really, really hard. And really hot. It was very scary, she said. After an eight-hour surgery, Angela's free of injections in her butt. And she, and she also <laughs> says she likes the way she looks now. I see beauty. I see wisdom. I see myself. I feel good about it, too, Angela concluded. Aww. Well, there is, you know, the, the getting the illegal implants mm-hmm. or, like, that was actually a thing. Yeah, I know. And... You know, wasn't it, who was it? It was, I forget what celebrity it was, but it turned out to be some kind of like cement stuff or something. And yeah, there, um, somebody, yeah, there, um, a lot, a lot of 
I, I, I don't have any I don't have any celebs, but I know on the show Pose that was a storyline of these um, oh. uh, people that were transitioning, and yeah. they would they would do that because they couldn't afford the real ones. Yeah, and wasn't it like Ooh. Lisa Rinna or someone like that had something similar in her lips or something? Uh, like it, so it's a it's a total thing. Would it's not a total know about thing. that. There was a whole article that I found, a more recent article, where Black China is kind of featured in it, but they, they talk about fillers and removing fillers. It gets into, like, the, uh, the, all, the, all, all the details about what it really all involves. Oh, yeah. The nuts and bolts of it. But, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of pictures of her, actually, at, after the removal of all of her, her she looks great. accessories, and she looks great. She yeah. really does. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She she really does. Um, I, see, I keep seeing. Maybe I shouldn't say this because if I say the person's name, I'm part of the problem. But they've been posting pictures of a certain actress. Who? Well, it's Meg Ryan, but it's not my oh, fault. Yeah. They, they keep posting these pictures. Yeah. Picture of her yesterday. Did you see that picture? It's a picture with her, mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox. Yeah, that's wife, the one. That's the one. Tracy Pollan. Did you notice anything about their body language in that picture? Michael J. Fox Michael almost has his Fox hand. And Meg Ryan. Yeah, he looks he, – Michael J. Fox looks really chummy with Meg Ryan. Well, she was leaning in. Like, they were leaning in. Like, she was leaning in. It, that's the... probably a result of, of, like, because of the uh, MS, uh, everyone's probably taking extra no, care when they're talking to him, so they're probably much more yeah. touchy-feely and just kind of looking directly in his eyes kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's not and, MS. It's – and, and don't get me wrong. Oh, I love Sorry, Meg yes. Ryan. Yeah. I've always loved Meg Ryan. I love a good Meg Ryan movie. I think I've seen them all. But you know, I was looking she's at done that. some things. Yeah, yeah. I was looking <laughs> at that picture and I was like, I wonder if, I wonder if they got a little bit of an open marriage. I wonder if he's he's getting away with that. <laughs> well, <laughs> but no, I, I yeah, I don't know. Is she still with John Mellencamp? Huh? Is she still Sorry. with John Mellencamp? No, they broke up. Oh, okay. No, they broke but up. But I don't know. I was just looking at the butt. But as you said, yeah, they could just be like leaning in, into each other. But she was kind of like holding his hand, and his hand was almost kind of hidden away. <laughs> it was like, what's going on? And didn't he make um, – Life's still hot, too. I was reading something. Didn't he make a statement or something saying, I don't have a lot of time – like, I don't have a lot of time left or – or something in that. I I hadn't heard that. I there was a quote that came out this week. I want to say something along the lines, like basically acknowledging that he's really not going to be acting much anymore, if at all. So well, yeah, we've heard maybe that. that was, what he, the the quote that Les is talking about is he said he doesn't think he's going to live to be eighty. Because I, I knew it was something like that. Yeah. It was. I it, almost cried. I was thinking about Michael J. Fox. I was driving, and like I almost I almost cried. I hear myself. I hear my voice. Because uh, I was thinking about it. Because like, yeah, you, you see, because J. Fox, he's he, he, this can't, this can't really, he can't continue like this for a whole lot longer. I don't, I don't think he's getting yeah. worse and worse. You know, because of course that's the way that's the way that that's the way that disease is. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a sad thing. He's amazing, though. He's an amazing guy. He is. Yeah. He is. Yeah, uh, I wonder if he's going to do sad. like one more big gig before he uh, 
he like retired because he's eventually gonna have to retire yeah i mean i think he well, basically he is. is i mean like yeah. he the work that he has done in the past few years it's something that he can kind of pop in for like a day and that's it because because they don't know he doesn't know when he wakes up if he's gonna have a good day or bad day but but like who you know i guess i'm at that age who knew that we'd be talking about like you know bruce willis having dementia and like mm, you know Michael Shazia. J. Fox yeah. being ill it's like are we that old <laughs> kind of that's yeah. why some people these people like you look at someone like Dolly Parton and it's like yeah she works her ass off but she's lucky too because you know you could get hit with any of these things yeah I mean, Dolly Parton is a saint yeah and you've got you know Carol Burnett and Dick Van Dyke still in their 90s, oh, yeah. still out Willie there Nelson. doing stuff. Yeah. They're lucky. Yeah, Willie Nelson played a concert at the yeah. Hollywood Bowl on his 90th birthday. And, and they're genuinely lucky. Yeah, because I got people in my family, they're, they're not, they're not they're making it to 90. And, and I have a friend who went to that concert who flew here from Washington, D.C., and Keith Richards showed up. Of course. And was performing. Yeah. Keith Richards probably <laughs> didn't know that it wasn't a Rolling Stones concert. Yeah, he's an anomaly. And that, like, my takeaway from that is there's no rhyme or reason to it. No. No, there isn't. Because it's not like Willie Nelson led a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> no, but like, we've all known people. I'm, I'm definitely one of them where we came really close to things. Yeah. Not going well. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Know, I luck did. out. Yeah. Um, that was like one of the reasons why I stopped drinking is because. Um, I was having stomach pains and I thought that it was like, uh, food poisoning or because I, I had got, this is back when I had like a, a regular job, like a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there was a huge convention that my office went to and everybody got salmonella. So I just thought I had salmonella and it turned out that I fucking had a tumor that they thought was cancerous it ended up being benign but you know wow the doctor was like i'm shocked you know as opposed to you know my grandfather who drank and smoked and ate red meat he died at 99 like three months before his 100th birthday yeah but he smoked oh he did cigarettes drank smoked cigarettes but did he smoke cigarettes up to when he was 99 or did he Stop at some point before that. He stopped in his 90s. He stopped driving at like 94. So he was, you know, he was, he was, he was, and he was hitting on women until the end. Because <laughs> wow. most people smoking cigarettes, that doesn't, that doesn't work out. It yeah. seems like you could do everything else. You can get away with everything else, but the cigarettes is the one, one thing that kind of consistently uh, ends people. Yeah, so it's like you don't, you don't know. You don't, don't know. know. Here we are. Well, I guess let's 200 finish. episodes. Right. I know. I forgot. Oh, that's right. I think we are yeah. well past 200. Where did you get that figure yeah. from, Kurt? Uh, no, the Podbean's. Podbean sent me a message. And I, but I Podbean deleted a bunch of our old episodes. So we are, really? we're definitely beyond 200. Yeah. We hit that. Wow, we, I think we've even talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, pod, that's, that's great. Because, yeah, Podbean sent uh, a, an email, congratulations, on 200 episodes. <laughs> so, like the Honeymooners, we have lost episodes. Yeah. Right. 
the last episode I think of a lifetime. We, I've of I've been on this thing for five and a half years with Are you guys. You so wow. that's yeah, why I think it's more than two hundred. Probably. Yeah, probably is. I'm gonna look into well, this. I don't. Yeah, I guess so. There's there's fifty two weeks a year. Um, I don't know. Probably. Well, well anyway, here we are. This is going to be the year that I publicize the hell out of this podcast because I'm going on a tour. Yes, and I'm putting it in my I'm putting it in my programs because some of the programs I get like the playbill playbill like the legit programs, yeah. and I'm putting it in there. Perfect. We have a podcast. Perfect. Lifetime of Palmer. Anywho, I guess we better start talking about this because I got to go about out really? here. Yeah. Rooming with danger. Rooming with danger. A bunch now, of hot, trashy women in hot outfits. Baby voices. That that's the only reason what, I, no, I'm, I'm signing voices. off. I must like this. I must like this. Well, baby voice well the reason why the baby voice thing is uncomfortable for me to watch is generally when a, a woman speaks at that sort of lit, like their voice hasn't progressed into adulthood that generally means some sort of of abuse happened to them oh, I don't think no I'm not making that up that's like an actual thing well alright because you know the one that's girl, not what I was thinking because baby waste is like when when Angelina was talking like this and she said Gabby Marco won't leave me alone yeah. And then Gabby would say, well, you can live at my house, Angelina, until, you know, we can move. And that's it, how their voices just, were. It reminded but me I a little would. bit of the porn star sketch that uh, they used to do on SNL with, um, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was um, Vanessa, uh, name? Vanessa Bayer and um, Cecily Strong, and I think Kate McKinnon, maybe. They just sound like the <laughs> the porn stars. And I no, guess so. Yeah, but they need a, you know, they need a man to take care of them. Oh, and they, yeah, let's Ugh. get into this because they. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I don't like, I don't like that take on things at all, Kurt. I, I'm talking about, you know, just the characters. For okay. Jesus. Well, you know, because there, there was a sexist man in this movie. So, so we no, start off. Yeah, that's what I mean by taking care of. We're at okay. the beach. We're in LA. The ro- rooming with danger on Lifetime. Yes, rooming with danger. <laughs> yeah, and we had something that we haven't had in months. We had a cold open. Yes. I think this might have been an acquisition, though, because there was no black hoodie. Uh, and normally the movies that take place in Los Angeles, like this did, the establishing shots are like big, like. Um, stock footage, uh, aerial shots of like downtown LA or Santa Clarita, mm-hmm. and this didn't have mm-hmm. those. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we see a beach, we see a woman, she's looking at the ocean, and then we have a flashback, and she's having a fight with her roommate, and they're arguing, and the roommate says, "You need to stop using your dead sister as an excuse." And then she says, I'm glad I don't have you as a sister. And that set, that set the other woman off. Mm-hmm. And she stabbed her. A pair of scissors. And she said, don't ever talk about my sister. And that was our cold open. Yeah. 
Now, this was directed by a woman. I thought it was directed by a man. It was written by a man. I could see it. Some of the I could see how it was directed by a woman because some of the like even just the way that they related to each other, the two friends, and like you know, I could see that. I could totally see that. Okay. <laughs> because one of the things that we don't see a lot in these movie in these movies is like the friendship between Angelina, who was the main woman. And Gabby, it was actually a legit, genuine friendship. Yes, and had the they they not been had they not been played by graduates of the Park Ranger School of Acting, we may have even seen it the the bond a little more strongly on screen. Yeah, yeah, because later in the movie, Gabby does Angelina like a really cool solid. I thought which we'll get to, but, um, so, oh, so we see a guy and he's standing in front of a, a huge house and these two girls are fighting with a guy. One of the girls, one of the, the women is moving out and she's leaving her boyfriend now. Okay. Was Marco cute, Jason? Marco's the friend of the guy or the main No, Marco's guy? the guy oh, that she was leaving. He wasn't, I wouldn't say he's cute, but he's hot. Yeah, yeah, okay, exact, thank you. The other guy was both. Thank you, because I was having, like, just conflicting, like, is he cute, is he not cute, is it just that he's hot, is it like, you know, what is, what's well, going we, on? Well, here we go again. When I mentioned there are attractive women here, you guys are like, oh, they got baby boys. They were abused. It's like, come on. Oh, oh. he was no walk in the park. Oh, no. He, he, he's probably got like we can't have any he, fun. Like, the, at least the character certainly had some sort of abuse in his childhood. That's why he's an abuser. But, uh, oh, yeah. but uh, the, 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 I'm not even talking about the characters. I'm talking about the actresses. The actresses sort of naturally spoke with baby voice which generally indicates some level of abuse in their childhood. I didn't know that. I'll have to read up a phone. And actually, the characterizations of these characters, as you mentioned, Jason, Mm -hmm. that kind of saved the baby voice from, like, making them complete non-actors, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, well, like... if that had been an actor that didn't have a baby voice and they made the choice to do baby voice, it makes sense for this care for these movies, uh, for this this particular movie rather. So, so um, oh, and I wrote here, Marco must have had a lot of money because she was really young. Like Marco looked like he was in his forties easily, and she looked like she was like twenty two. Yeah, and. And so um, uh, there was a guy. So there was another guy waiting outside who was Diego, who I initially thought was Gabby's boyfriend until we were informed that he wasn't later. Yeah. He's a co He works with Gabby. Yeah. Yeah. Co worker. And he was hot. He was hot AF hot. Yeah. He, he was, was smoking hot. Yeah. I thought he was like, like the, the director hired their personal trainer for a role he could train maybe, me maybe <laughs> he got called in um so um 
He's like yelling at Marco. Oh, his name was Diego. Uh, Diego. 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 Yeah. So Diego comes in and he's yelling at Marco, and um, we find out that uh, Gabby and Angelina have been friends since high school, and they leave. They get her out of there, and Gabby's like, "Don't go back to him this time. You know, you know how you can get." You're coming to my house and ignore his texts and just stay away from him. Mm-hmm. So then we go back to another house, and it's our lady from the cold open, Bianca, and she's burning her dead roommate's stuff. Yeah. She's having like a bonfire up on the roof of the house. Yes. Yes. And then we cut back to Gabby's house. Angelina's looking at herself in the mirror. She has a bruise. Um, but so that, and that's where I took, he was a, you know, he was totally abusive. I actually her. didn't even see the bruise. I started looking at her shoulder, but I didn't understand why that was happening. So uh-huh. that was a bruise. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See either. And then he, Marco starts texting her. Like, I know you're awake and he's harassing her. And then they hear a noise from outside. This big loud thud. Yeah. So he's like throwing shit at their house. He threw a brick, but not at the a window. He threw it at the door. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it makes an impact. And I like this because Gabby was like, and I think that's why, because Gabby was irritated, kind of like, you idiot. Come on, you're going to throw it at the door? Why are you even... How dumb are you? This is what I think happened. I think this movie was probably uh, f- like self-financed like with a group of actor friends or something like that. And uh, one of them is really rich and probably lives in that house where they were filming. And it was in the script that like he throws a brick through the window because that makes a lot more sense and is more uh, dramatic on film. And then they get there and the homeowner's like, you're not throw it a fucking brick through my window for the shot. Like, right. throw it to something else. You're not breaking my window. Yeah. That's probably, that probably is what happened. That, that, yeah. that makes, that, that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> they had to accommodate. So, so we go back to Bianca's house. She's making coffee and we see a picture of two little girls. And, um, then she's, she's talking to her cat. Bianca's talking to her cat, Delilah, and she's like, oh, well, Delilah, out with the old, in with the new, I guess. I better find another roommate. And she sets up that an cat. ad for a new roommate. Yeah. So then we that see... That cat a, should have responded. Like the right? son of Sam. Why, why are you speaking in a baby voice? Kill, the cat was kill. Like, the cat was like, meow, meow. <laughs> the cat of Sam. By the way, speaking of cats, did you hear the interview with Doja Cat at the Met Gala? <laughs> no. No. So the theme of the Met Gala was Carl Lagerfeld. Oh, I Carl. did see some of this. And he yeah. had his cat. He, and he had a cat. So some people came to the Met Gala dressed as cats. One of them was Doja Cat. And so Doja Cat <laughs> was being interviewed, and she literally meowed through the whole interview and did not utter one word. Good. I would have remembered that. Good. 
I just meowed through the whole thing. I'm going to find this interview and send it to Brad because you know that, that that's like our – the meowing is Seriously, our thing. no, you and Brad will love this yeah. interview. I'd like that too. I want to see that. It's, it's amazing. Like Doja Cat, literally for five minutes, just meowed, and and you could tell that the interviewer was getting very uncomfortable. <laughs> but well, good but for Doja her Cat for sticking did. to the theme. I liked Jared Leto's cat that he he wore like a big furry cat up, and it was yeah. just gigantic. He's carrying the head around, and the head had the most lifelike <laughs> eyes that I've ever seen for a furry like animal head. Creepy. <laughs> It's funny. I was listening because I was listening to this show. They were doing commentary, and they saw the cat before the mask was off, and they were like, "This has to be Jared Leto." And it ended up being Jared Leto. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, I'm trying Jared to find Leto it. Do something like that." Trying but to find yeah, something. Doja- I got it. What? Yeah, I got here. Doja Cat meows all over the red carpet. It's yes, a, it's, it's like amazing. A news piece, though. Wow. It's, it, a, it, it's amazing. Oh, here we go. So, are you gonna play it? Yeah. Meow. Meow. That could be Doja Cat. We don't know. Right. That's just going to Kurt, we can't hear it. We can't hear it. Oh, you can't hear it. No. Oh, okay. Oh, is it playing right into your own headphones? <laughs> yeah, I was listening to it. Oh, well, that was weird. Maybe we should edit that out. That's yeah, all right. It was a YouTube video I was just watching. They're just answering. They, what, what you were just talking about? They're asking yeah. her questions. Yeah. She just meows. You know. <laughs> she, I that made me love Doja I love Doja Cat now. It's kind of a little weird. Yeah, she's like made up like a cat. Like they made her face yeah. up like a cat. Yeah. I mean, if any artist know. is going to go to that thing, the Met Gala, and the theme is Carl Lagerfeld, and if he's known for having a cat, like she's the she's the person to do it. Right. Cat's literally in her stage name. Right. Well, Doja Cat. Doja Cat leaned in. Mm. Um, oh, okay. So anyway, so um, Bianca's roommate. Okay. Oh, so Bianca's roommate hunting. We cut to Angelina. She's at work. We find, She's at work. We find out she's a counselor. Yeah. Can, can we talk about that for a second? She, we, we've, sure. she is a suicide prevention counselor. Uh-huh. This woman with the baby voice that seems very young yeah. and has been in this abusive relationship and keeps going back. She is counseling people in their lives. Well, is that weird that or am I, be, am I being, thing. am I being kind of a bitch for, for thinking that's fucked up? No, because it is. Okay. <laughs> I know, but she has, she can have empathy. She can, but I, I don't know that. I mean, I guess she could do like do that job, but that doesn't necessarily mean she's good at it. But but don't they say that there's people? There are people out there who are better at giving other people advice than running their own lives. Yeah, it's the those that can't do teach. I guess it it just right. seemed like an odd detail that sort of ran counter to what's going on in her character's life. Otherwise. And you know what? Later in this movie, we discover the one who should have been a therapist was Bianca. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. So, um, well, she helps this kid out at least. Yeah. Yeah. 
so um and the kid i like i like how you know it's definitely a generational thing she gives him advice and he's like i'm gonna write that in my phone so then gabby is oh so then um marco is harassing gabby and um yeah he shows up he shows up on gabby's lawn so like yeah. get like Gabby's like walking to her car and Gabby had the it, it must have just been like a, she the actress is sort of green and trying to hit her mark and didn't know how to do it and she was doing it in heels but her walk was so weird and I wish people listening could see this at home but she literally was like walking towards the car and it's kind of like this yeah yeah well so almost we like bouncing like she was on a pogo stick on each foot There's, she was like prancing yeah. It's hard to hit this mark sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and I love it too because she's like, and Marco, stop throwing bricks at her door. Yeah. Well, he said he's going to take an anger management class. Yes. No, he's taking one. Yeah, well, it's not working. So, um, so then Angelina goes online, start looking for roommates. And she sends a message to Bianca. And we find out that, and, that Angelina just graduated from college. She's a youth counselor, and she's allergic to cats. And so... Um, she unloads her cat, which yeah, I think takes... was terrible. Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. That was my... And they never bring... I thought the cat was going to like come back at the end and save the day. We never see the cat anymore. Or I thought what she was going to do is she was going to like put the cat outside... But then once things started going south in that roommate relationship, she would, like, put the cat on her bed or Ooh, something. Oh, that would like, have you know been smart, I mean? like, yes. Make her break out. Because, it, it, like, I bet you if Lifetime had produced this movie that they would have had to resolve the cat thing in a more compassionate way than she just lets the cat go. Because then yeah. you, like, that affects advertising revenue. That That yeah. affects, like, you might not get, you know... Purina to advertise on your movie. And also, cats are the type of animal that even if you, like, do that, the cat's not going to leave. The cat will stay around the house. Oh, yeah. You know, the cat That's how uh, my husband um, had a... When we first met, he had a cat. And it was a situation where, like, the neighbors put the cat out, and so he took the cat in. Do you think that Doja Cat is following that reporter around? <laughs> yeah. She's hanging outside the house. <laughs> hanging out like, feed me! Meow, meow, meow! Meow. Meow. Um, so, so Angelina comes over. Uh, she's looking at the art. She's liking the art. Um, she's liking the way that the apartment's decorated. Bianca's like, well, my roommate, like, left all of her stuff, and she ditched me. She and a, uh, she, she, she put a book out about Seattle. Yeah. Because she had seen Angelina had recently taken a trip to Seattle. Yeah. So she found some Seattle book. Yeah. Angelina had taken a trip to Seattle and said that she loved it. And so. In yeah, her, so Bianca, in her, no, she didn't tell her, uh, uh, what's her face? Bianca went like Facebook stalking her or whatever and saw mm -hmm. some post about how, oh no, I guess she sent photos along 
She sent but, photos but, along. She said like Seattle's her favorite the, city. Her, I don't like her Facebook or whatever page. She said like she loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'd love to have some book about like grunge music in 1991. Um, I, I thought Angelina Orlando. was a monster, though, in her message that she did send Bianca because it said, uh, hello, my name is Angelina and I'm a Los Angeles native. I graduated from LA Palms. I'm allergic to cats. I work as a suicide prevention counselor for disadvantaged youth. Youth. I'm also neat, quiet, and clean. Why do I think she's a monster? No Oxford comma. Ooh. I hate when people don't use that comma before the word and when you're doing a list of things. That is a huge faux pas to me. Ooh, she's a monster. Monster. She's a monster. Oh, and, oh, and then we find out harsh that um, oh, so she's talking to Angelina. Wait, Angelina. Oh, we were talking. Bianca says that she moved from San Francisco. They're talking. We. She tells uh, Bianca tells Angelina she's a designer, and then like there's like design stuff and fabric and like mannequins and stuff all around the room, and um. And Bianca tells Angelina that, you know, she had a little sister. And Angelina's, like, filling her in, telling her how she works with trauma patients. And she was like, you know, I I have this client recently where uh, she's, she's a young lady who watched her father kill her mother. And Bianca gets, like, a look like, you know... They were so they're having this conversation in this like you know area where she does her design is kind of like open concept where the kitchen's like right there too and so in the background sort of like by the entryway to the house did you notice that there was a gigantic like glass wine closet that was completely empty. <laughs> I did not know. It was like a no, giant wall of where wine bottles would normally be and a feature you would put in a very fancy house if you really like wine, yet it was completely empty. I did not notice that. Uh, um, oh, okay. So um, Angelina, she, it goes back to Gabby's house. What's that, Kurt? Oh, no, I was going to say, she really wanted to know more about this This murder situation the mother that was murdered you know yeah she's like how, how did she get murdered how did she get murdered what'd she do right. oh she uh, the, the yeah. well, her wording of it was pretty fucked up because she said uh uh what did she do meaning like what did she do to piss off the husband to get herself killed right. that was the implication yeah. it was fucked up <laughs> angelina was a little uncomfortable you know in that situation so Oh, so, so then Angelina goes back to Gabby's house and tells Gabby she's moving out. Gabby's like, you don't have to move out. Why are you moving out? And then Angelina was like, well, Marco, he, I don't want him to know where I live. And he knows that, you, that I'm staying with you. So I'm just going to get away and go to somewhere new where he can't find me. And then Gabby says, oh, yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but he stopped by the house today. Like, Gabby, you're her best friend, and you know that this guy is basically stalking her, and she's afraid of him. You weren't going to tell her that he showed up at the house again? Right. You're an asshole. Right. <laughs> it would be a real buzzkill. 
Like, like, wouldn't you warn your best friend that the person that you are trying to avoid has been coming to the place where you are currently living? You wouldn't want to warn them so they can protect themselves? Right. Exactly. At least give them a hint. So, um... Somebody stopped by today. So then we, we see Bianca, like, getting rid of stuff and throwing it in the ocean. Uh... It was the and then body. I wrote here a little note. I'm a little worried because we haven't seen a hoodie yet. No, no, she was wearing a gray, like dark gray hoodie, but it definitely wasn't in the 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 lifetime the wheelhouse. Yeah, it's got to be black. What was she throwing in the ocean? The body. She hadn't disposed of the body yet. Her old roommate. She threw the body in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. I guess the. Fish and stuff will eat the body. Well, they would, except for the fact that she threw it over while it was still in a body bag or garment bag or whatever. <laughs> I'm horrified by the I'm going to murder you, but I'm going to I'm going to like leave cleanup be really easy for whoever finds you. You're in a body right. bag already. No, you right. get them out of the bag. You take out all their clothes. Take off all their clothes. Throw them in the water, and then like a well, swordfish will eat it or something. Because I was watching some movie. I forget what movie it was, but someone like threw a body bag into like a lake or the ocean, and then later, like a few days later, the body bag like came back up to the surface. Yeah, yeah. it probably it floats. Rejected. Whatever it's made of is probably you know a, a material that floats. And also the human body, there's like gases and things that escape too. And so like it made, it caused the body bag to, yeah, come back up. Propelled up. Take from body bag, got shipwrecks in there. This ocean's not going to last. I just like that Bianca was showing the house with the dead bodies still there. Like, oh, so this, uh, there's nothing in this wine closet here, but this other closet over here with the really big stench coming from it. Right. Let's not go in there. That one's completely full of things. Yeah, Jason, you watched Pose, right? Yeah, yeah. So you remember the, the one character who had the body in their closet? Yes. <laughs> and they would just put like car deodorizer, mm-hmm. and then body ended up being in their closet for years. Yeah, <laughs> like a couple of years. I missed that show. Yeah. I loved Pose. Oh, anyway, so so uh, Angelina is moving in. Gabby's helping her. Bianca starts snooping, which you know I I have I see nothing wrong. Yeah, with like snooping. the minute yeah, Angelina sets like one of her like like boxes down or whatever, she walks outside to get some more, and Bianca immediately just starts rooting through shit. I love yeah. it. Yeah. One of the boxes, one of the cardboard boxes on the boxes says. Grandma's teacup. <laughs> oh, sounds like a sex act. Yeah, it does. Oh, and so then Bianca is telling. Uh, yeah, so then Gabby gets like a weird vibe from Bianca immediately. Yeah. She's like, I guess she's a lifetime trope, the, sa- the sassy friend who sees through it all. And then Bianca is telling Angelina that she inherited a lot of money when her parents died. I see dead people. And yeah, Gabby is just on to her. Um, and then, but then we see Bianca, and she's already getting jealous of Gabby and Angelina's friendship. Well, it's because. Uh, uh, oh no, that's the, ne- the very next scene where this happens. 
So um, Bianca gives Angelina a bracelet, like a welcome to the house bracelet. Have you ever given a roommate, if you've ever had roommates, have you ever given a roommate a welcome for moving in gift? Like beer. That's not a gift. I mean, I guess it's a gift to some people. That's <laughs> I don't know. That's what was the last time? Was the last time I had a roommate? That was a long time ago. And like, and not just like a like in this case, a roommate you didn't know before they like applied to live with you. It's not like it'd be different if Gabby were giving her something because Gabby's her best friend. Like, oh, I'm right. so glad to have you living here. Here is something special. But it's like she doesn't even know her. She's like, here, have this piece of jewelry. Have a bracelet. Um, and then Angelina starts t- um, telling Bianca about the breakup. Bianca's, you know, sympathizing. Angelina's then Angelina's mom calls, and Angelina and I, this plotty. I like this a lot. Same. Angelina's mom calls and is like, "Oh, Angelina, Mario is." going to propose to you because I gave your grandma's wedding ring to him. And Angelina is like, flip it out because she hadn't told her mom what was going on yet in her relationship. And now Marco had like this valuable heirloom. Yeah, the grandma's ring. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's telling Bianca, oh shit, you know, my mom gave, she's like, I didn't want my mom to know what was going on. I didn't want to worry her, so I just made her think that everything was fine. And now Marco has my grandma's ring, and Bianca's like, I'll get it back for you. Yeah, this was a great detail. It felt real. It felt like this had to have happened to somebody in the life of the people making this movie. Right. Messed up. So later... Um, Angelina comes downstairs and she admires this jacket that Bianca made and Bianca's like, you can have it. And we'll, you know, this is just kind of, we'll mark the moment. This is just like a welcome. What's it's a handmade leather jacket and she has Angelina try it on. And when she said she gave it to her, Angelina's like, no, no, no. Like, this is like, you know, you're, you're a new designer is trying to get this out there. And she's like, Oh, it's fine. There's, uh, I've got 500 to get rid of. Right. Wait, so she just designed this and had it mass produced. And she's just got those sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Right. Right. Wow. Um, so, so I have, somebody said you sent me an angel. Oh, was that yeah, said yeah, by anybody yeah, there? She was talking about Angelina. She, uh, she was... Send um, me an angel. Bianca was talking about Angelina? I, I don't remember yeah, that saying, line. and said, you sent me an angel. Yeah. Uh, who's she talking to? God. Oh, was that, when she, oh was that when she was sticking the baby mon- monitor under Angelina's bed? Yes. Oh, okay. That's happening now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, I like how they're bringing the tropes back. We didn't have a video camera, but we had a baby no monitor. Little, no little camera, no. She gets no, a baby monitor. She not only listen. that, but it actually was hidden. It wasn't, like, in plain sight. It, like no. a gigantic camera with a crew all around it. It was like she actually hid it under Angelina's bed. <laughs> well, right. recording, so it's not like there was a boom mic on the ceiling. 
<laughs> like I picture a, a Lifetime movie now. They uh, they've got the the quote unquote hidden camera, and like there's a whole crew there, and there's people picketing for the writers' strike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the WGA in my bedroom? <laughs> well, this is a professional set. <laughs> We're using oh. professional sound sound and video equipment here. <laughs> so, um, so, um, 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 it, uh, so the Angelina that, you know, I like your hair would look good up. And Angelina was like, well, I didn't wear it up because Marco hated it like that. But she goes back upstairs and she's looking at herself in the mirror and putting her hair up. And, um, uh, oh, but before she did that, Bianca's like, well, let's take a, like, let's take a selfie with you in the jacket. And be, um, and Angelina's like, well, no. Well, you, well, she's like, do it, but don't put it on social media because I don't want Marco to find me. Mm-hmm. And then the baby monitor happened. Then... Angelina is humming and she's listening and Bianca's listening to Angelina hum and she's putting her hair up in the mirror and seeing how she looks with her hair up. So, so then the next day, Angelina is jogging. Running along and, uh, Venice Beach towards Marina Del Rey. Yeah. And then um, <clears throat> she's... <laughs> This is my favorite thing to happen in the entire movie, and it's such a small, dumb thing that I noticed, but it made me laugh so much. She like, uh, she as she's running, she's like by this volleyball court, and so there's like on the sand, there's a volleyball court, and there are these like kids just sort of running around playing, and the whoever did the sound or did the the foley work for this movie or the uh, what do they call the uh, the, the background. No, like, what do they call that with the, um, the, the loop group? So, like, mm-hmm. in movies, they have this thing called a loop group where you've got the, the main sound going on in the foreground, which are, like, your actors. But, like, if they've got extras and stuff, they'll loop that sound in later with, a, like, an actual team of actors to fill in, like, like ambient noise but might seem to make sense for the scene. And the kids yeah. on the sand on a beach playing volleyball, kept yelling, Marco, Polo. (laughs) They were? Yes. (laughs) You paid deep attention to this movie. I just caught it. And I I thought, I was like, did I just hear that? And then I heard it like three more times. Marco Polo. You know what they did there? They got like existing, like they didn't record anything new. I don't know. Might have been like a student project or something. Um, so, so Angelina told Bianca, well, I talked to Marco, and Marco says, if I bring back the keys to the house, he'll give me my ring back. And Bianca... Even, wait, even funnier that they... Like, the character of Marco is in this movie. That's even funnier that they put that in there. Yeah. And that's why they did it. Like a foreshadowing sort of a thing. I, that's really strange. But like the, she's, but like she's calling cool. Marco on the phone, cool. like yeah. as they're saying Marco Polo. Like it was, it was too meta. <laughs> so, um, bizarre. So Bianca is like, well, I'll come with you 
because that's what sisters do, mm -hmm. which I don't think Angelina, like it dawned on Angelina that something was weird because you know how sometimes they're like, sister. So Bianca had made a face almost like, oh, wait, I should have said that word, but too late. I'm just going to play it off. Right. So, so they go to, they go to the house, to Marco's house. And Hello. it was like one of those doorbells. And what I noticed, they hit the doorbell and the doorbell went ding dong. But it's one of those doorbells that goes bling, bling, bling. It's like one of those doorbells that has like a video camera. Okay. And the noise right. is normally like ding, ding, ding. But they dubbed it with like a regular ding dong. All right. I didn't follow that. I, I didn't notice that either. But... If if that's is that like a ring camera has a specific noise? Yeah, if they might yeah. actually own the copyright on that noise. Oh, yeah. oh, jeez, that's for people trademark. Yeah, because like ring uh, like you'll notice um, if people are using Apple products on TV, for instance, um, mm -hmm. and there's like certain specific ringtones in there, some of them are copywritten and they won't use them on TV. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So. So. So wait. So this is okay. So did I hear this right? When they walk in, did Marco say you're much prettier now than the gun she brought the last time? I, I couldn't understand what he said, and I tried to. I think I tried to listen to it another time, but I, I couldn't make it out. I guess I could have put on the. Oh, I think caption, what he said was was something like, "I oh, you're much prettier than the girl she brought last time." In other words, like I, trying to make this guy out to be a creep for like, "Hey, I'm trying to get back with you, Angelina, but I'm also hitting on your friend that you brought." But it was like really garbled, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, it was." Because that's why it's like, did he say gun or what did he say? No, I think he probably said I think girl. He said gun. I think he probably yeah. said girl. So then he's like. The house is a mess. I'm sorry, but the house wasn't that much of a mess. No. No. No, it wasn't. And he kept on saying, my house is so messy. I've, I've been working overtime. I've been working the night shift. And then this is where I wrote again the note, is it just me or is Marco cute or is he not cute? Oh, wait. But then we... He did say gun, actually. He did say gun because he has a gun with him. I yeah. think he was talking to the gun because it was before the, the I, it was before the women walked in the room. No, he said something to Bianca. He said something to the effect that you're you're prettier than I guess he was indicating she was she was prettier than Gabby. I think that's what was going on. Okay, because I knew it was something. And so then, okay, oh, shit. My, what happens next? My notes are mixed up. So we, we find out that Marco works for one of the biggest ambulance providers on the West Coast. I don't know. Yeah. That, that was a weird detail. Uh, and then he's, you know, he's like giving her the ring, but then he gets down on one knee and starts to propose to her. That's lame. Right. She says no. Bianca kind of steps in like, hey, dude, you know, she just wants to ring back. Let's go. And then Marco has a, a like just snaps, has a meltdown, pulls a gun out and threatens him. Yeah. Yeah. Then they run and he's not even he's not even chasing them. No. But they're running out of there like it's uh, 
Like somebody is hot on their heels. But then it was gone. And she's like, oh my God, he's like crazy. Yep. They get in the and, car and leave. They did not get that ring. Oh, okay. Oh, and then, oh, and then Bianca was like, Bianca was like, I'm going to call the police. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he's, oh, and he's like, I'm going to call. And she's like, I'm going to call well, the police. He gets the gun. And he like calls their bluff. He's like, well, call them. Where I wrote, was, this is very methy behavior. Where he, was Angelina's accent from? In addition to the baby voice, there was a, a, some sort of accent. It reminded me of The Room. It was an accent of the Playboy Mansion. It, it was like a very nondescript sort of Eastern European-ish maybe accent, a.k.a. or uh, uh, in, a, in a vein of Tommy Wiseau. Marco, uh, leave me alone. You stop that. Well, we never figured out where <laughs> Tommy Wiseau is from. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, hi, Mark. <laughs> hi, hi, Mark. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I, can't, I didn't do it. I didn't hit her. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. That's the accent. Yeah. And then Angelina told Bianca, he used to be so sweet. That part of the room where all of a sudden it's like there's <laughs> a part in the room where they're on the, the rooftop and all of a sudden like every character of the movie is yes. on the roof, like running, like, like, like attacking each other. I almost fell on my chair. How was that movie? It's You've great. never seen it. I have not seen it. It is amazing. It's not seen it. The, these lifetime movies could take a couple of lessons. If you're going to do a bad oh. movie, do the room. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just yeah, everybody's sold like it. rushing. Everybody's like rushing somebody on the roof. And like the old ladies up the the woman who says she, she has a uh, terminal cancer and then you never hear anything else about it. <laughs> <laughs> so she just dances it and then that's it. Yes. Yeah. That's all you only hear. You only hear about it once. But she does appear in the rest of the movie, especially that rooftop. Yeah, scene they just—they just never acknowledge appears. it. There's uh, when they were filming the movie, one of the actors got pissed off and quit, so they recast him with somebody else, but didn't reshoot his scene. So there's one role played by two actors in the same movie. So it's like a Darren Stevens, but like oh, in I the middle that. of the same episode of Bewitched. Yes. <laughs> So is it like you he turn they turn to the other actor and it, and you're thinking who is this guy? Yeah. Who is that? Yeah. That's it's wonderful. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz that's why in Tipo Brazilis go the role of blah 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 is being played by That's funny. <laughs> oh. So so then Bianca is telling Angelina her background and how she had like abusive parents. They were messed up, but they would pick on her sister more than her. But they got out of there and they moved to their grandmother's house. But the sister named Amelia, they was still just messed up from it. And then uh, their parents got killed in a car crash, both of them. I see dead people. And that really like threw her sister Amelia for a loop, and Amelia ended up taking her own life. Yeah. And 
then um uh then Gabby calls, right? Yeah, I yeah, think so cuz she she and yeah. Gabby were talking. Mm -hmm. And uh she finds out why Marco was so jealous of Diego. Right. And then that's when we find out that Diego, because up until this part, I thought Diego was Gabby's boyfriend. But then we find out that Di Diego is her coworker. Yeah. Now, so, Bianca's listening. Bianca's got that baby monitor on. She's listening to the conversation. Yeah. And yes. she, she kind of gets annoyed at this talk of Diego. Like, who the hell is he? Right. And then, and then I wrote again a lot of baby voices in this movie. Well, they did have. Then, oh, that's why they had the baby monitor. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then, it makes sense. And then Angelina says, Gabby, do you want to go out for drinks? And then uh, Bianca hears that too. So then we see the room. It's later that night. It's dark. Uh, Bianca sneaks into Angelina's room. She takes something. Um... Then it's Bianca baby voice. goes to the Mario's baby. house, and we discovered that Bianca took the keys to the house. Then she goes into the house, and there's no, you know, the house is pitch black. Mm -hmm. And she's sneaking around the house, and we discover that Marco is actually still at home. Yeah. And so I actually love this part. So Marco's going to shoot her. And um, then she's like, listen, if you don't shoot me, I'll convince Angelina to give you another chance. And I wrote here, Marco is a dumbass. Because then she's like, oh, well, I'm actually Angelina's therapist. Yeah. So <laughs> why don't you talk? So what's going on with you? And she, she gives him therapy. He starts talking to oh, her. Oh, yeah. yeah. He starts talking. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, what period, the period, fuck period. Right. <laughs> he, and he's like having a therapy session and she's like, yeah, okay, okay. And she's like, I guess maybe she'd been through so much therapy that she knew exactly what to do. I legit thought they were going to join forces for real. I did too. And I thought I that would have been a great twist. Because I thought I was, it was going to think... end Oh, sorry, what were you saying, Kurt? Oh, no, I think it would have been great if she, like, charged his insurance and she actually made some money. <laughs> right. Okay, that's a $200 copay today. Yeah, it was a copay. Because yeah. I totally thought that she was going to be like, okay, so, Marco, you give me the ring, and we can work together, and I'll make sure she comes back to you. And then, you know, have, and then she'd have Marco to, like, do her bidding. And then I wrote here, Marco is really dumb. Mm -hmm. And so then, you know, he's like, he says it's Gabby's fault. This is all happening. And, and then she asks for a drink because Marco's drinking a beer. And she's like, well, can I have one of those? And then I love it because he's like, well, I don't. Can I get you water? Can I get you juice? I'm out of beer. <laughs> and so... While he's like going to get her a drink, then she tries to stab him. He starts fighting back, and he like he... So she she tries to hit him with some antlers. 
Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, and then that, that didn't work out too well. <laughs> right. <laughs> she didn't swing and, well. And so then she hits him in the head. Yeah, with like a with a wine bottle. Jar, I think. Like yeah. Wine bottle. She goes. Did she say like I'm tired of hearing about your childhood? Yes, she did. Yeah, she said I'm tired of hearing about your childhood. But he's still like alive at this point. And then she's like, "Hey, what's the passcode for your phone, uh, so I can so I can call you an ambulance?" <laughs> and he gives it to her, and she whacks him again. She whined yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then, oh, and she gets the ring back, and then she goes and and takes him to her spot where she disposes of bodies and. Throws his body Which was like more respect for the ocean. It was also At like a stri- really public parking lot. It wasn't like a hidden away spot where no one's really going to see it. Like, yeah. she's dumped that body like on the Santa Monica Pier, basically. Yeah, oh, wait. it looked like she was in Venice or something. Yeah. Like, no, is this a public pool that she was dropping the bodies in? At a beach. Yeah, it was a beach. Okay. Dropping bodies in public. But yeah, but, but Kurt, like that whole area where they were... <laughs> It's literally right. out in the open. It's yeah. literally out in the public. People everywhere, constantly. Yeah. Like, she was in a very well-illuminated parking lot and it's along like the beach. day and night, people are there. Yeah. And she's dropping, and there's an ocean there? She's, she's, yeah. she's dropping people yeah. in? Are there jellyfish? Probably. Probably there's, like, needles and pollution in there. Oh, no, no. So, and I wrote, she's a very efficient criminal. Yeah. Because she, she gets rid of her bodies right away. No, the first one she didn't. first one she had sitting in the house a few days. Oh, that's true. Well, she, she's getting better. She's like, so, oh, yeah, if I get rid of it right away, it won't smell. She's versatile. Yeah. So, so then the skills, next, this woman. Right. The, the, the next morning, um, Bianca is asking Angelina, do you have any pictures like with your grandma or someone wearing the ring? Because if you do, then we can prove that, you know, it was your grandma's property. Yeah. Oh, she, cause she told like her I talked to a lawyer. Yeah. And, um, so then, um, uh, Bianca's like, well, let's go out to celebrate. And Angelina's like, oh, sorry, I already have plans. And then Bianca's like, what? You cancel your plans. And Angelina gets to look on her face. And she's like, well, why don't I just, why don't we, I'm going out with Gabby. Why don't you just come with us and we'll all go out together and hang out? Yeah. And it should, it should also be made clear that, like, the she doesn't tell Angelina she's got the ring back yet. Right. I like so, so this the, is probably one of my favorite scenes is coming up. I think we're we're there. They're in the, the office, mm-hmm. and oh, which is her student, Dylan. Dylan. He, Dylan. he got accepted into an East Coast school. That's as much as they say. So, did you get accepted to Harvard or University of Newark or where exactly? And he was going, very excited man? about it. Because he was Northern basically Virginia like community college. He basically like essentially thanked her for saving him from from taking his own life. And he's like, "I got accepted to school on the East Coast, and things can change quickly." Yes, they can. Dylan, I'm so school. proud of you. At least he knows what direction to go in. <laughs> so, so, so then we East see Coast the- University, right? East Coast. <laughs> 
Oh, I know what's. Oh, you know what school he got accepted into? The Park Ranger School of Acting. That's not possible. This trail's been closed for eight years. It's extremely dangerous. Yeah. Good. This movie, like I said, this movie was the Park Ranger School of Dramatic Arts. All of her <laughs> students were, you know, I guess that's part of the class. You get a lifetime movie yeah. when you graduate. Yeah. It's, that, that's their job placement program. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you a job at a major network. He got accepted into the satellite campus of the University of Phoenix. Right. Online. Do you think when uh, when the the uh, students from the Park Ranger School of the Dramatic Arts come to L.A., they stay at the Oakwood Apartments? Of course, everybody stays at the Oakwood Apartments. Is that that famous famous place where mm-hmm. all the actors would stay? Yeah, like it's got yeah, a new name. It's, it's called something else now, but it was the Oakwood for many years. There's been a lot many. written about it as well. Basically, every oh, yeah. kid from the past, like, 30 years from Disney Channel and Nickelodeon, their families probably stayed there during pilot season. And, like, that's where they put the American Idol kids, too. Yeah, so it's a nice place. No. <laughs> it's like a it, – it's got – it's a campus kind of setup, so there's different kinds of amenities there. And, you know, they've got, like, literally acting classes on the campus, and there's, um, you know – recreation activities there but depending on like what level you pay for you get access to more stuff i believe yeah yeah the oakwood it is funny because all the child actors you hear like like a lot of the child actors who have like grown up they're like yeah when i first moved here i was at the oakwood apartments Mm -hmm. um oh so so um oh so angelina comes home from work uh bianca and bianca made angelina a dress and then this is and this is when Angelina is like, okay, something weird. Like she gets this on her face, like, okay, this is weird. Yeah, she sews a lot. She's frantically sewing that dress. And, and then Angelina sees a drawing with like needles moving her face. Yeah. and this outfit. That's and, not too freaky. And, but of course, you know, what are you going to say if someone like makes your dress? Angelina's like, well, thank you. You know, thank you. It was very nice of you. So they, so then Angelina and uh, Gab, Angelina and Bianca show up at the bar where Gabby's waiting for them and they're dressed alike. Yeah. <laughs> Bianca's dress was the same design as the red one, ex- uh, as the gold one, except it was in red. And then Gabby, I love Gabby because Gabby's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so they're talking. She, she orders a bottle of champagne. Uh, Bianca orders a bottle of champagne with two glasses. She wasn't going to give any to Gabby. I know. Gabby's like, uh, three, please. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Bianca, so then Bianca at one point, because they're having, <laughs> um, at, Angelina and Gabby are actually having a good time. And then uh, Bianca gets up to go to the bathroom and she's like, well, Angelina, are you coming? And Angelina's like, no, I'm going to continue talking to my friend. And um, Gabby, first of all, you know, Bianca walks away. Gabby's like, what's up with the dresses? (laughs) And then Angelina is like, well, you know, she is weird. She does stare at me a lot. 
And then, um, is this for Bianca, uh, cause she's got Marco's phone and knows the passcode. So she started texting Bianca as Marco, right? I mean, uh, uh right. Angelina as Marco. Right. With like threatening messages yeah. and stuff. Stomping on my heart. Right. And like, what is it? Girls like you deserve to get what's coming to them. And um, so. She scratched her car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she keyed it. She keyed. So, so then. Oh, well, so well then, Die- uh, Diego shows up. Right. Because Gabby's like, Gabby tells um, Angelina, oh, Diego's been asking about you. He likes you. And then he shows up. And this is where I was like, I like Gabby, because Gabby did her solid. She's like, oh, okay, I'll go get drinks to leave them alone. But then Bianca deliberately stays in cock blocks. Right. Because first first Bianca, like, walks out of the bathroom, and Gabby grabs her and says, hey, 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 um, stay over here for a minute, because Diego just showed up, and he likes her, and so I want to give them a few minutes alone. She even offers to buy... Bianca drink and Bianca's like no and goes over to Cockblock. She's been nice to her too. And then so um, then Gabby then shows up to since she sees the cock blocking happening, she then shows up too. So um, so then Bianca goes, yeah, Bianca goes outside and keys Gabby's car. Which I would have been pissed at the bar because it's like I'm in valet and you let someone while it was in your valet come and key my car. You're responsible. Yeah. Um, Because yeah, because I because I think I think if you park yourself, you're responsible. But if you park with if the valet parks your car, I think you can hold them responsible for your car getting ruined. Was it valet though? Yeah. I think, we're I think the car was in the for- same spot. I think when Bianca scratched it, it was in the same spot when they came out and found it. Oh, I for some reason I thought it was valet. It would make sense in LA that it would be valet, but they probably didn't have it in the budget of this movie to have oh, another true. person there. So so yeah, so they they come outside. Um oh wait, is this the part where Oh, oh uh, Bianca's like, so what do you do, Marca or Diego? And he's like, I'm a junior partner at my firm. Yeah. yeah. yeah he does. An ad that. agency. Right. And this is uh, this proves how dumb Bianca is because she's like, a junior. How cute. And it's like, um, being a junior partner at an ad agency is not that shabby. <laughs> yeah, but she was she was trying to, to neg him so that he seems less desirable. But he just kind of looked at her and was like, whatever. And he was so hot that Angelina was like, whatever. Yeah. He's a step up from Marco. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> so um, then they go outside. That's when they discover that, Ab- that Gabby's car has been keyed. Gabby's really upset. But then Marco was like, well, I have some stuff that I can bring over and maybe we can yeah, get it out. He's got some, he's got some rubbing compound. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's got I got some, some of that too, you know rubbing. what I'm saying? Yeah, he's going to bring up some rubbing compound. That's a good follow-up. And, and so then they're getting ready to go. 
And then uh, Bianca's like, come on, Angelina, get in the car. And Angelina's like, hold on a second. And she walks off alone with Diego. And I like the fact that Diego was not going to let Bianca wreck shit. So Diego asks her out, asks Angelina out. Angelina is like, hell yeah. And then they go home and Angelina, or, or Bianca is telling Angelina, I, I, I just get a weird feeling about him. I don't, I don't, you know, like, I get a, like, trying, yeah, trying to put her off of him. Bad vibe. She says that Gabby is fake. Yeah. And Angelina did not appreciate that. And Angelina's like, yeah, Angelina's like, we've been friends since high school. And especially, you know, Gabby's done a lot for her in the past however many weeks this is. And, And so she, so she yells at her and then goes upstairs. And then Bianca, I wrote, Bianca went to her room and did some very bad crying. Yes. So then later, so like, I guess it's, oh, so the next day, Angelina sees Bianca very briefly. She's really short with her. But then Angelina comes home and she sees the picture of, Bianca and her sister, and so she starts to feel bad for her. So she writes her a note, you know, I'm sorry that we argued, you know, let's be friends. And so she writes the note. She takes the note upstairs. So I initially thought that she was going to snoop while she was in the room. But she did not. She didn't have to. So, yeah, so so she puts the note on her, on Bianca's, dresser. like, nightstand, yeah. or dresser, and then she hears no, she finds the, the thing, right, the monitor? Yeah. Yeah, baby monitor. So she finds, she finds the baby monitor, and she had a radio or something going on in her room, and she hears the radio from her room coming out of the baby monitor. Yeah. So she knows there's something going on in her room. So she goes into her room, she starts searching all over the place, and then she finds the baby monitor under her bed. So then Bianca comes home. uh, Angelina confronts her about it. And Bianca's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Angelina's like, well... You know, there's only two of us here, and there's baby monitor in my bed under my bed. And then Bianca's like, "Well, you know what? It was the old roommate. Like she left it under there." Yeah, I was roommate with a baby. Well, you are now. She talks like this. She talks like this. And, and so it just then, reminds me of every once in a while, Woody Allen will do an interview, and he shouldn't be doing it. And uh, he'd say in an interview like. Oh, my marriage is kind of a relationship is almost paternal. It's like, whoa, 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 uh, Woody. That's why you should be doing uh, interviews. Uh, Keep your mask. Uh, uh, Don't do interviews. Don't do interviews. Just be quiet and let's not see you anymore. So, so then Bianca. <laughs> oh, so then um, Gabby goes to, or Angelina goes to Bianca's, or to Gabby's house. Yeah. 
and they're laying out in the backyard, and Angelina, uh, Gabby's telling, uh, uh, Angelina's telling Gabby about the baby monitor, and Gabby's like, why don't you just move back in with me? And then she's like, and anyway, my lease is, uh, oh, then Angelina was like, well, I'm gonna get my own place. And then Gabby says, well, you know, my lease is up next month anyway, why don't we just find a place together? And so then she, uh, Bianca calls there, right? Diego calls. Oh, Diego. Diego calls and sets his date with Angelina for that night. They're going to go do sushi in Marina del Rey. Yeah, right. I like the state. Yeah. And, and so um, she goes home. Before, oh, the, oh, so she goes home, and then um, she's going on her date, and Bianca's not happy about it. Yeah. So then they go to the sushi place, and they're having a good time, and and he's like, you know, giving her sexy looks, and she's giving him sexy looks, and they're eating and chatting, and then he's like, um, Bianca's here, and she's like, what? And Bianca shows up, and she's like, guess what I got? And she gives her um, a, an envelope, and the ring is in it. And she's like, you know, the lawyer got it back, and isn't that great? And then Angelina is, like, really happy about it, and she's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then Bianca starts, <laughs> she starts hitching. She's like, oh, is that yellow tail you're eating? And Diego's like, yeah. yeah. She's dropping all kinds of hints to stay. No, she wanted an invite to sit down. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Why so she... It- if you were Bianca and you knew what you were throwing in the ocean, would you really want to eat fish? <laughs> good point. Very good point. You know, I well, Angelina, I probably wouldn't actually be eating it herself because I don't know if you noticed in this scene. She, um, Bianca, right? Or who yeah, are we talking about? And I'm talking about Angelina. Angelina oh, okay. wouldn't be eating the sushi because she didn't actually take a sip of wine. She stuck the glass up to her mouth and like mimed that she was drinking, but didn't actually oh, no. take any into her mouth. Yeah, you must be watching this on like three. D- you must have high def. You watch this on a t- on a TV. It, let's put it this way: it is sometimes high definition. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, I bet extra sensory. Oh. Oh, experience. I bet it's high definition. Because <laughs> I'm not picking up on this. I'm watching it on my laptop. Yeah, you should you should watch it in high def, Kurt. <laughs> uh, no, I'm watching this. I'm Very as sober high as sober. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, that's sober your fault, King Charles. He's sober. No, you have nobody right. to, to blame but yourself. Then, right? Well, I do blame myself. <laughs> But, yeah, but so I she stands it. there. She stands there. She wants to. She wants to be invited. That she she was a bite of the food, or she wants to be able to sit down. I don't think she was going to order anything either. I think she was just going to mooch off their like, plates. Oh, she, she just wanted a cock. Mooch block. Off their plate. She didn't even want food. She just wanted a cock block. <laughs> She's like my mom's friend. Who years ago they all went out. She just sat there and ate rolls and didn't actually order anything. And we still remember this fifty years later. <laughs> what? Oh, really? So. So she's like, it's I'll just family. eat rolls. 
it's a family legacy now that her friend (laughs) my mom's friend just sat at the restaurant ate rolls probably thinking nobody would remember and here we are like a hundred years later remembering this right (laughs) that's an interesting legacy i have to have children so i could pass this on to future generations did did she think that your mom was gonna (laughs) buy her dinner no, she, I don't know. She just sat and didn't order order <laughs> dinner like everybody else. She just ate the rolls, and that was her thing. Nobody it's like, can I get some more rolls, please? I mean, if it was Sorry. like Cheesecake Factory does have very good bread. You know, like some restaurants have very, very good bread. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They do. I can make a meal out of it, too. I, I have a theory that you, you can tell how good the meal is going to be if the bread is good. Oh, I did that one time. It was terrible. I was like flat broke, and, and a bunch of people invited me to um, Elaine's. You know, Elaine's. In, oh my god, really? In in, in New York, expensive. I was like, oh, I can't before this. So I had to. So I ate dinner before I went because I knew I couldn't afford to order anything. And then I sat at the dinner at dinner. And I was like, oh, I'm not hungry. And then someone was like, Well, you want some of this? I was like, I'm almost. Oh, I'm hungry. All of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <embarrassing>. <laughs> They're probably talking about me too. <laughs> Are you going awesome. to like order a salad? I'm I don't know if somebody right gave figure. me something. I couldn't afford. I could not afford to order anything. <laughs> uh, oh, so 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 yeah. So so they really were not biting on Dabby and Bianca's hints, and they knew that what Bianca was doing because they kept on looking at each other, mm-hmm. Angelina and Diego. And so finally, she's like, "Oh well, I'll I'll just I guess I'll just go and have a hamburger." And they're like, have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your burger. <laughs> and that's rough. If you haven't had a lot of red meat lately and you're going home having a big burger, it's got to be a little hard on the system. But I like the fact that <laughs> this did not sway Diego at all. Diego no. was like, well, that was weird. Your roommate's weird, but kept up the date. Yeah, good for him. So the date, the date went well. Then Diego's like, well, I'd like her to ask you out again. And um, Angelina's like, well, you know what? Let me plan it this time. Let me take you out. And he was like, well, okay, I still want to pay. So then, so then they were, so then he was like, well, why don't you plan the date and I'll still pay? I was like, oh, Diego. You're like really, you know, you're really doing it. So so then Angelina goes home and she's talking to Gabby or yes, yeah, she's talking to Gabby on the phone and uh, uh, Gabby's like, oh, I guess what I found this place. And there, and and uh, Angelina starts whispering, and Gabby's like, "Well, why are you whispering?" And Angelina's like, "Well, I'm whispering because I don't know if she has another bug or something in my room." And Bianca's actually listening at the door. Yeah. <laughs> so she's here, just sharing all of it. And then she start, then she sends another mean text from Marco. And Got what you wanted? So are you then, happy now? Right. So then they go. She goes out, right? Or what happens? Uh, yeah, they're on a date. It seemingly at Hollywood and Highland, right? Which is the the complex where the it, like the the theater for the Oscars is, but it's also like a big touristy 
you know, this is a lot of like touristy kinds of restaurants around there. And, and it's going well. And then all of a sudden, Angelina gets a call from Bianca and, and, and Bianca's like, Marco's here at the house. And then Angelina's like, oh, shit. So she and Diego, because Diego's like, well, I'm not going to let you go by yourself. So she goes back to the house. It's really dark. Um, but, but they also called Gabby for some yeah. odd reason. There's no reason to call Gabby. And so Gabby's like, well, I'm going over there, too. Also, just yeah, in terms sure. of geography of L.A., this I think why I put Hollywood and Highland in my notes is they lived near the the beach. Like, if she was going for a run in Venice, they probably lived in Venice or Santa Monica. And if they're coming from Hollywood and Highland, like, and they're trying to book it there in a hurry because Marco's there, they're at least, with no traffic, they're at least 20 minutes away. Yeah, so she would take the 101 to the 405 to the 90. <laughs> or, or, or maybe to the 10. Uh, yeah, depending on what side of Venice she's on. Yeah, exactly. So... So, Just don't um, walk anywhere. That that freaks people out. So so they're, they're so and then no, Bianca after she made the phone call, Bianca's like drinking wine, like laughing. Well, I walked when I was in LA. I walked somewhere. She oh, and then I think, didn't Gabby didn't Gabby say to That's Angelina, walking. "What the hell are you doing?" This is around where I ch- I, I did not get to th- finish the movie, as I told you guys yeah, before we started recording. So I need you to walk me was, through the rest, because I don't know what happened at the end. And it, because and it was it high definition? Quickly. Yeah. It ends pretty quickly. Because then they get, so they go to the house, right? And Diego goes into the house. It's dark. Mm-hmm. And, and then Bianca, Diego's walking around the house. Then Bianca sees Marco... And stabs him. No, Diego. She stabs oh, Diego. Diego. Marco's Diego. already dead. She yeah. sees Diego and stabs yeah. him. I'm sorry. And then she's at, and so Diego is like laying on the floor, and Bianca's telling Diego, she's my sister. And then she starts, so then she starts screaming, like, oh my God, he's getting me. He's getting me. Help. <laughs> so then Angelina goes running into the house. And then Bianca says, oh, my gosh, Marco stabbed Diego. And then then Gabby shows up. And then we find out that Diego isn't dead because it looked initially like, like he was dead. This but when like a scene it, I was describing in the room where all the main, main people are on the roof all of a sudden. Yeah. So, they they so, tend to do that in these movies, though, don't they? They they generally bring back the main players from the movie to, to just sort of give the whole thing closure. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's like an early curtain call. Yeah, yeah, bring up the whole cast. Yeah. So so then when so when Gabby runs in, Diego's laying on the floor, but he's awake and he's like, uh, "Bianca stabbed. Bianca's the one that stabbed me. It wasn't Marco." So then, uh. Bianca, so be, so then Bianca's talking to Gabby, or to Angelina, and she's like, we're sisters. And then Gabby runs in the room, too. So they're all three there. And takes the bow. And, and then right. steps to the back. <laughs> so, so she's like, I'm not, so then she's like, we're sisters. And Angelina's like, 
I'm not your sister. And then all of a sudden the phone rings and Angelina looks down on the ground and sees that it's Marco's phone. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, you know, then Angelina's pissed. So then Bianca and Angelina, was it Bianca That's and Angelina two getting out? Or was it Angelina and, and or Bianca oh, and Gabby? I believe, no, no, it was Bianca and Angelina. They're having a cat fight in honor yeah, of the cat. Duking it, like just duking it out. And then Jab, then Gabby jumps in, right? No, I have Gabby. I have Gabby runs upstairs. She ch chokes Gabby. So I don't know yeah. how, how we transition to this. Did, but, did Gabby so do that Bianca. weird run? The weird walk up the stairs? Yeah, like the bouncy thing Probably, she did yeah. earlier in the movie. She she does a bouncy thing. So I like these ladies. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she's but she's 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 choking. I guess Bianca's choking Gabby, and she's saying she doesn't like you. That's pretty. Right. That's cold. Yeah. And, and, and then, then Angelina hits her on the head. With what? That's what happens. Um, I don't know. Probably those antlers or whatever she had yeah. on hand. Okay. It made a noise. Maybe the baby monitor. That would have been a funny thing if they had done that. So it then, good if she looked around the house for something like ironic to hit her on the head with, right? Like the mannequin. The monitor yeah. will be good. Yeah. So, so then she's knocked out. She's on the floor. They call That's the police. Irony that moment. They're like the police. Is, we're almost there. The police show up. So then, <laughs> it's a few months later, and Three Gabby, later, yeah. Gabby, and Angelina have moved in together. Because remember, they were moving to Malibu. Mm -hmm. So they're moving in together in Malibu. And then Diego shows up. And Diego's like, I like your new neighborhood. And I like your new place because I'm going to be spending a lot of time here. He'll be parking the pink Cadillac. <laughs> so, so, so then no valet. I, so I love this too. So they cut to the Twin Towers. <laughs> Oh, the Twin the, Towers. That's the that's jail. That's the jail's called the Twin Towers. Oh, I thought you meant like in New York. I was like, wait, what? Isn't that in bad taste? They're calling. There's a jail called the Twin Towers. I think the Twin Towers was around long before. It's not called. It was called Hall. I wrote it down. It was called Hallworth Women's Correctional Facility. But in LA, it's actually called the Twin. <laughs> the jail's called the Twin Towers. I've never heard yeah. of this. Unless. I actually didn't know that was a thing. And it was a picture of the jail. It was a picture of the jail, of the L.A. jail. Oh, okay. And so, did you notice, Kurt, that their 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 jail outfits were awfully form fitting? Uh, yeah, there were some lovely outfits. Well, the the budget probably <laughs> uh, on this movie, they probably couldn't get like actual prison uniform so they went to like a spirit halloween store and all that was there was like sexy prisoner well we'll get this jason their their uniforms were not orange what color they were, were they? blue i feel like some it depends on the prison doesn't it although i guess Absolutely. blue blue would sort of blend in with the the like cement and stuff a little bit better where it might be harder to spot people when you're trying to look for them so yeah maybe they are always orange because yeah they were sexy it was like they were sexy blue t 
tight. Well, they were blue together. during the spring, and they have different colors during well, different seasons. Or, or maybe it wasn't a prison <laughs> uniform. Maybe it was like a, a, a sexy janitor's outfit. They're like, ah, it'll pass. <laughs> That'd be hot. So things clean. You were to say can something. I, can I tell a little story about prison? Because I get sometimes I read I read up on prisons. Yes. The other night I was reading prisons. Yes, so please, reading Kurt. Tell us a prison uh, story. I read prisons. I'll make it quick. So I was reading about the Supermax. You know, the Supermax prison in Colorado. It's like the, the most maximum security prison. Okay. So I was uh-huh. this interview interview with this guy who actually got released from there. And he's like, yeah, I talked to Because you, you know, you're never really supposed to get uh, – you're in like solitary confinement for like 23 hours a day. That's what they say. But he met people. He met like the Unabomber and all these people. He said, this, how did you talk to these people? <laughs> How did you talk to these people? Yeah, because they're in there in that superbacks. El Chapo, he's in there. And so, like, how'd you beat these people? And he goes, Well, there's a couple methods we use. One is <laughs> you get if you get a full toilet roll and you put it <laughs> on the sink and you blow through the roll, and that that uh, gets all the water out of the drain, and then you can talk to the toilet roll and you can talk to people <laughs> through the pipes. Wow. I like that. So it's like, hey. El Chapo. You got to blow. blow. You? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got to blow through the thing first to get the water out. Then you talk to El Chapo. How's it going in there? I'm good. Mar- I'm great. How are you today? Marco. Hello. <laughs> so that's how this movie should have ended. She should have been talking to a toilet roll. <laughs> and and isn't, isn't that the prison version of a baby monitor, really? Right. It is. Hey, Ted Kaczynski, how you feeling in there? I'm so, all right. I got to tell you this. So <laughs> she's sitting on her bed, drawing, right? And then we look over at the bed next to her, and I got to say, Kurt, even I noticed her prison roommate was hot. I'm telling you, this is a very heterosexual. A beautiful blonde lady who looked like she was, like, you know, out of, like, the pages of Vogue or something. I talked to her through, through a toilet paper roll i'll tell you that and so i praise so, so she's, <laughs> well so she's, yeah i have a level of class I but, pulled. but but the roommate <laughs> is sleeping she's sleeping on the bed but she's sleeping in like a sexy sleeping <laughs> like she's laying there like sexily sleeping mm-hmm. and so then Bianca finishes her drawing and she puts it on the wall and the drawing looks exactly like the prisoner who's sleeping. <laughs> so I guess that's going to be her new sister. Yeah. The end. I thought hi. I thought you said high praise. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> You're welcome. I've been laughing about that for a minute. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, this, this movie was bad, but I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. It, it. it was, I actually it was did. so so bad, but I really liked I enjoyed it. The ex- I enjoyed the experience. Yeah, it. same. <laughs> yeah, it was it was awful, but I enjoyed it. Oh man! So so by the way, I looked at the Hallmark movies for next week mm-hmm. and the reruns. So, Nothing would new. you mind if we watched another Lifetime movie? I'm fine with either. Because I found a good one. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, what are they? What is it called? Let's hear the synopsis now and decide on the show. It is called. You get to experience our process. Yeah. This is how the sausage gets made. (laughs) Okay. 
wonder if any, we are we we brought this up before. I, I was asking if anybody listened to our show who is in prison. If so, we just gave them. Please a, let us know. Big lesson. Yeah, and, get, and, you yell it down the toilet. <laughs> yell it down the drain. It'll come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of us will hear it. Let me hold on. Let me. See. I was gonna. Let's see if I was because I was gonna email it to you. Oh, okay, we'll just send it later because I. What's the, yeah? What, what's the name of the show? Or do you have it? No, you can't. You can't find it. Well, I can't. Oh, let okay. me hold on one second. Let's see. A lifetime. Or the wrong grandma or something like that. Oh, it's not, it's not a wrong. Let's see. No. And now I can't find it. I'll find it. But it's it's Killer. it's a it's a it's a good old fashioned one like this. Okay. It's, good. it's a good one. Okay. So let's watch that. Okay. And sure. if you want to find me. You can find me on Instagram at Kirkendall or on my website, leskirkendallbarrett.com. Jason. Please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to us and give us five stars. It helps more people find the show. You can find all of us on Facebook and Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. I'm at KurtFitzpatrick.com, and of course, the, the my show, The Jester of All Maladies, will be playing at Indie Fringe, Indianapolis, last week of August, I believe. I don't have the exact show dates yet, but it will be happening. Check your local listings. And I know we have a lot of listeners in other countries. If you happen to be listening to us from Prague... I am going to be doing my show, The Royal Black Swan, Confessions of America's First Black Drag Queen, as part of the Prague Fringe Festival at the Museum of Alchemists, May 20th through the 27th. And if you want to find out more information, just go to uh, pragefringefestival.cz. And if you happen to live in New York, I'm going to be doing that same show uh, as part of the Queerly Festival for Pride Month, June 18th, June 19th, and June 24th, which means I'm going to be there for New York Pride. Amazing. Amazing. And I'm very excited because I've never been. I might go to that. Meet Kurt, meet me at New York Pride. Yeah. I'll show you a good time. Take him the monster. You'll have fun. On second thought. <laughs> that would be afternoon. like my ultimate, that would be like my ultimate feat. I brought Kurt Fitzpatrick to a gay pride festival. Hmm. <laughs> well, I did go to the Halloween parade years ago. Wait, that's well, not a gay, th- that, I mean, it's, it's very gay friendly, but it's not a gay event. Oh, Pride is like Halloween, all right. (laughs) Trick or treat. Well, oh, there are some tricks and treats. Yep. (laughs) I'm going to skip this. Anyway, live stream. I got to go because I got to go out. So I'll see y'all next week. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.